Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at myemmanuelchurch. We hope you enjoy this message. Good afternoon. You can take a seat. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, as always, I am glad to see you here. Tell someone, I'm glad you're here today. I know that, that you know, you, you think about it. Um, we want to be able to create a welcoming environment here. And so it's always good to tell somebody, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm glad you're here today. So over there in the corner, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today, everybody. I'm glad you're here today. Um, be uh, just uh, praying for my wife. I, I would ask some prayer for my wife. She is not feeling too well this morning. So if you could just keep her in your prayers. Uh, she was telling me she's praying for us, even though she's not feeling well. And wants, us, wants, wants you to know she says hello, too. Um, so uh, we are starting. And I know the, the kids just went out. And I said, uh, so if you, you're a kid here. Under the age of uh, 12 years old, we have e-kids for you, um, and they're going to have a good time today. But we, uh, we started a new series last week called Shutdown, Seeking God Above All Else. Seeking God Above All Else. And if you were not here, you missed out. It's okay. It, uh, we are now putting our messages back on YouTube uh, we, 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 were, we fell off of that for a while, but we're putting them back on there. They're also available to listen to. If you can't have time to watch, they're available to listen on our podcast. Uh, just search up Emmanuel Church on podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Uh, or you can just go to the website, myemmanuelchurch.com slash listen, and you can find it there. You can also listen to everything else that we put out, too. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm liking, uh, this series is very near and dear to my heart. I mentioned last week, it is based on a devotional book that I am writing. Um, so if you would want, when it comes out and you want to support, support that, go ahead and do that. I'll let you know in the future when there's an official release date. I'm still working on it. It's, it's closer to being done than it ever has been before. I'll just say that. Um, it's not easy to write a book. It's not easy. So I'm giving it my best shot. But this week is week two of our shutdown series, Seeking God Above All Else. And the title of my message today is Silencing the Noise. Silencing the Noise. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of noise in the world that we live in today. We, uh, we, we've got noise coming from all different kinds of places. We've got it coming from TV. Uh, we've got it coming from our phones. There's noise coming from people. Uh, there, you know, and there's bad news and there's good news. Good news is rare to hear. You know, you, you rarely hear like good news being reported on in the, you know, when you watch the news. So it, it always seems like it's bad news. And, and, you know, there is a lot of bad news in the world. Um, you know, pray for our nation as we're, we're going through a, a difficult moment right now. And also pray for the people of Puerto Rico. Um, there was another uh, major earthquake there yesterday. 
um, yesterday morning, and there's been a series of earthquakes there, so continue to be praying for the island of Puerto Rico. And my wife, uh, her family, she's been reaching out to them. So far, they are okay. Um, but um, there's, there's noise. It comes in, in form of that. It comes in bad news. It comes in good news. It comes from people. It comes from our devices. It comes from all sorts of places. And noise, noise just interrupts our communication uh, with people, uh, with God, and with so much more. It just gets in the way of life. It just, it, it gets in the way of life. And you know, noise, it, it can be annoying you know, I, I think of that that scene. You know, I don't even like these movie, this movie, but Despicable Me, and they're like, and there's a little girl, and she's like, "Does this count as annoying?" And just making all this weird noise, and it's like, "Yes, that's annoying. <laughs> that's noise that comes into our life, and that stuff that happens." Uh, specifically, I hate the minions, uh, but. <laughs> There, there is noise that comes into our life in so many different forms, and it's hard to filter out sometimes. I'm an introvert, and I, I you know, I don't know if you know what that is, and if you don't, uh, I, I'll just give a brief explanation because I found out more people don't really know, they don't really think about it. But an introvert is someone who gets energized and gets energy by being alone. Um. And I've talked to some people, it's like, that's not a real thing. It's a real thing. It, it exists. Extroverts, on the other hand, which are often the people that don't believe me, um, they are, get energized by being around groups of people. That, that just drains me. And I've been in situations where I've been in concerts, and I, I like going to concerts. I, I like uh, seeing artists that I love in person. But after a while, I, I tend to get drained because there's, there's noise or if you've ever been to a sports game, like have you ever been to Astros game or um, I've been to see the Astros and I've been to see the Rockets. I have yet to see the Texans or the Dynamo. One of my goals is to go see all of our sports teams. I'm not like super fan of sports, but I think they're the best example of noise because there is a game going on. There's something going on. But in the background, all you hear is just the chatter of people. The screams, the shouts, the talking, it's just this constant white noise in the background that's just like, it's like a dull roar. And sometimes it distracts you from paying attention to the thing that you're, you came there or you went there to see. The, the game is going on, but the noise is a distraction and that's what happens in our lives. When it comes to God and when it comes to our relationship with God, this noise can distract us from being in His presence. This noise can distract us from hearing His voice in our life. There are times when we uh, might go through seasons where we feel like God isn't speaking to us or God isn't with us, but that couldn't be further from the truth. He is, in fact, with us and He is, in fact, speaking to us. But we can't hear him because we've allowed the noise, that white noise, to become the main source of everything we get in our lives. We focus on it. 
And, and sometimes as followers of Jesus, as Christians, we add to that noise sometimes by creating so many events or trying to go to so many events and doing so much that it revolves around our faith that all we do is add to the noise. And we think we're trying to be better Christians or better believers, but instead we are just adding to the noise. And there's just more and more and more and more noise. And this noise interrupts our communication with God. And today what I want to talk about is how the the different types of noise that are in our lives and how we can combat those types of noise. What what can we do to overcome them? What, What can we do to silence the noise? And there's a scripture I want to talk to that I feel is at the very core. And it's just a couple of verses, so follow along with me. Um, that feel are the very core of what this message is about. Psalms 139 verses 23 to 24 say this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, God. Search my heart. So when we start thinking about the noise in our lives. We have to ask that question. We have to start talking to God, even if we feel like we can't hear him, even if we feel like we we, we don't feel the presence of God or we don't know if he's around us. We have to ask the question, God, search me because there is something that is keeping me from you, keeping me from hearing your voice, keeping me from being and experiencing your presence. So what are these types of noise? They're, They're... these noise gets that I'm on. I just like suddenly realized that I'm saying the word noise like a lot. I'm gonna try and cut that down. <laughs> but these types get in the way and they communicate. They, they cut us off from God and we feel like God has ghosted us. I don't know if anybody's ever been ghosted, uh, either in re- like a relationship. Like some sometimes it's like I'm interested. I don't. If you know what ghosted is, it's like you're interested in someone or you're talking to someone as a friend and all of a sudden you just never hear back from them. Like. It can be, it can be like, oh, I was interested in this person. I was talking to them. I thought we were vibing. I thought we were hitting it off. And then nothing. I've had that happen to me before. Or sometimes it might be friends. It might be a friendship. You thought like, oh, I, I, we were so close. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Silence. That's what this does to us. That's what this noise does to us. So we're going to learn what the kinds of noise are. For, there's four different types of noise. There's physical noise. There's physiological noise. I know these are might be um, complicated words. If you don't know them, I'll explain it. There's psychological noise and there's semantic noise. And I, I got this this idea. I, I found it. I was searching when I was preparing for this message for types of noise and different things like this. And I found this in an article talking about noise and communication, like how you communicate with people. And I was like, you know what? These four types are also in our lives when it comes to God. And I started thinking about, God, how, how, how do these things get in the way? So let's talk about it. Physical noise. Physical noise, in, in a spiritual sense, this kind of noise deals with what is around us. What we have allowed into our lives, either willingly or unwittingly. Uh, these can be like notifications from our phone. Uh, apps that we've, had, we've, we've put into our, our phones, our, our tech, or anything like that. They can be people. Sometimes we've allowed people into our lives, and they create noise co-workers, uh, family members, friends. Um, it could be work. It, it could be work itself. That, that's a physical thing that we do that creates noise in our life. 
That's physical noise. Physical noise is uh, influences from outside of you. Now, there's physiological noise. This, this noise deals with actions. This, this kind of noise is what we do. And our actions can definitely interrupt our communication with God. They, they uh, you know, first of all, there's sin. When we sin, we cut ourselves off from connection with God. Not because God isn't, has abandoned us or anything. I mentioned that last week. God didn't abandon us because of what we do. He doesn't abandon us because of sin. But sin creates a barrier that we cannot hear and we cannot see God. Sometimes it's not sin. Sometimes it's things that we think are good. Things that we think are good. We think that there are things that we're doing. It's like, oh, well, I support this charity or I support this, I support that. Or we think our support uh, of maybe a politician or political party or anything. We think that this is a good thing. But in reality, it's preventing us from hearing God's voice. Because we're so... uh, we're so focused on it that it has become a distraction. It has cut us off and our actions then cut us off. Sometimes instead of like, I mentioned before physical noise, the noise that we have allowed in our lives was people. Sometimes people can be the opposite and there's something good that we need, but we want to stay away from them. And so we remove ourselves and that, that can be a good thing. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But we remove ourselves from the right people. And our action has then cut us off from the voice of God, from the presence of God, because we've removed ourselves from the right people in our lives. Something that's because we think we know better, you know. You ever meet someone and you're like, "Ah, I know more than them. I will tell you the truth, men probably have this problem more than women do. (laughs) I have found myself in that situation. It's like, I know more than them. Come to find out, I really don't. And then I don't want to admit that I'm wrong, so I keep acting like I know. Our actions. Number three, there's psychological noise. Psychological noise, this is our thoughts, our thought processes. There's, there's a variety amount of studies that tell us that the average person uh, thinks between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts in a day. I am an overthinker. So I tend to be on the high end. I think it's probably more than 60,000 thoughts. Um, uh, sometimes, and it's a bad habit. Sometimes I'm listening to someone and I am genuinely trying to listen to what they're telling me. But all I can think of is like everything else. I don't know if you've had that problem. But it, it, it just goes over my head. I start thinking like, well, how am I going to respond to them? Well, this connects to that and that connects to this. There's only one friend of mine in my life that I know that kind of vibes with me on that. Because we tend to go and jump around in conversations like that. And eventually we get back to where we were. But our, our thoughts are definitely distractions. Sometimes there are mental blockers in our life that prevent us from hearing God's voice or prevent us from, from being in His presence because we tell ourselves lies that we believe or we believe the lies that other people have told us or we have Bad habits that we have developed that we were told this is just how life is. This is how you're supposed to do things. You know, that's a big one, I think. We, we often develop habits because people told us it was a good thing. People told us we were supposed to live this way, but really it's distracting us from what God wants. 
or, or someone told us, we, we need to believe this. Sometimes there's just bad theology. We've heard bad theology growing up, and we believe that that's true. Like, I've heard a lot of preachers talk about um, how it's sin if you don't go to church. Like, okay, but what if I need a vacation? <laughs> what if it's my only day off and I need a date night with my spouse? What if, you know, there's a, there's a dozen, I'm not telling you to not go to church. Yes, you should go to church. You should definitely go to church. But do not feel bad just because you cannot be there one Sunday. God is not going to strike you with lightning or take away blessing from you or anything like that. That's not true. I've heard all kinds of stuff, and that's bad theology. We hear that, we internalize it, and it creates this mental blocker. And so we put ourselves we ourselves become the obstacle to God's presence in our lives. The fourth type of noise that we have is semantic noise. And this, you know, I don't know if you wouldn't know what semantics are, but um, the best example I could, think of, I could think of was this. I was talking to a friend one time in high school, and he's a Baptist, and, you know, we're Pentecostal, um, and we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so we were talking about this, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, what it meant and everything. And um, we were arguing about it for a while. And then at the end of it, he's like, you know what? I just realized it comes down to semantics. I believe what you believe. I just don't like calling it the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I call it the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I said, that's the same thing. So we were like arguing over something that was the same, but we were just calling it something else. What happens with this between us and God, though, is that we tend to misunderstand what God is trying to tell us. Or we just don't like what God is trying to tell us. That one hits hard because... not understanding what God is trying to tell us makes sense. God is God. He is, the Bible tells us his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so sometimes when God tells you the way to get from point A to point B is not a straight line, we're like, yeah, but it's right there. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to go here. You have to do this. I need to take you through the desert. And I need to take you through all of this before you can get to point B because I'm trying to do something. And we, we don't understand it. And we're just like, God, that, this just, that just doesn't make sense. And then there are times where we just flat out don't like what God is telling us to do or asking of us. You know, we just, we, no, we don't want to. So we ignore it. Or, or we twist it. And we change it. And so we put our own meaning to it. And people do this all the time. With the Bible. Last, last year we had a series called um, Twisting. No, this is not what it was called. But it was about twisting the scripture. I don't remember right now. Um, twisting a misinterpretation of the scriptures. And so a lot of people will tell you. It's like God will give you whatever your heart desires. That is not the correct interpretation of that scripture. The, because there's more to it than that. First of all, the first part of the verse says. If you... Give yourself to God, then he will give you the desires of your heart. So there's more to it. And, and, and in understanding it, really what it's telling us is that God is going to put in you desires that align with what he wants for you. 
Not that he's just going to give you whatever I want. God, I need a new Mercedes. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. And, and, but we, we like to believe that so we, because it benefits us. And so we purposefully misunderstand the word of God or twist the word of God because we don't like it. Young people, have you, you know, sometimes we, we might hear it's like, oh, well, God has someone prepared for you. That might be true. Sure. And then you meet someone and it's like, you think you hear God say, this is the person I'm going to marry. You better check again. <laughs> I always used to tell, when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell uh, uh, the youth, I said, when we're going to convention, if you hear the Lord tell you that that's your future spouse, you better go pray and you wait until after convention because I'm going to tell you something else is going to be revealed there. But we want to believe these things and so we twist the word of God and we, we want to not understand it on purpose because we don't like it. Or it's just too hard. I think God meant the easy way. No, probably not. More often than not, God takes us through the hard way. But that's because, and this is a side note, but that's not, he doesn't, God doesn't take us through the hard way just to make things harder for us. God takes us through the hard way because it improves who we are and he can do it. You can't, but he can. So how do we get through the noise? What do we do to, to, to get past it? Has anyone ever used uh, noise cancellation headphones? Like, I, I've, I've tried them because I can't afford them. But I tried them. <laughs> um, you know, I've got, I got some AirPods that I got for Christmas. And they do a pretty good job if you, if you uh, put the volume at full, blocking out the world. But that's different. That, if you've ever tried uh, headphones that have a noise cancellation feature, it's a whole different world. It's not just having volume at, at a max level so you can hear. When you turn on a feature of noise cancellation, everything else is cut out. The silent, the, 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 the air, the chatter, everything else that you hear is just gone. And all you can hear is the music. And that's what we really need to do when it comes to our relationship with God. We need to turn on a noise cancellation feature. So how do we do that? What is the practicality? How do we get through each of these types of noise? And I'm going to give you some tips, that, some, some things that we can do, that we can put into practice in our lives that can help us counteract all of this noise. Number one, cut off what doesn't need to be there. Look, we're supposed to love people. This is probably the most difficult one. We are supposed to love, we are called to love people. That is the gospel that we, we need to make disciples. But there are some people probably in your life that are toxic. They are telling you things that God didn't say. They are, they are encouraging actions that you should not be doing. They are, they have become yes men in your life. You know what that is? Yes men, they just say yes to whatever you want. I know people like that. I knew people who were like that. I'm not going to mention no names. But I knew people who were just, they're, yeah, yeah, it didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter if it didn't make sense. It didn't matter if it was good or bad. We should be that to God. But we should not let people become that to us. Because if we want real friends, real friends are the people that are going to call us out when we're not walking the right path. Real friends are the ones that are going to tell us, hey, I, you know, you shouldn't have done that. 
you shouldn't have said that. But there are toxic people that we allow into our lives that need to be cut off. Sometimes that might be for a season. I'm not saying you should just cut off people completely. Sometimes you need to just take a break from some friends. It's like, hey, look, I am going through some stuff in my life, a period of life where you may not understand this, but I need to seek God. You may not believe, you may not understand this, but I need to do that. And so for right now, I'm cutting some people out of my life. I can't talk to them because I need to focus. Sometimes we may need to just completely cut them out. Because no matter what, like, if they come to you and you say that to them, a good friend will tell you, it's like, you know what, I don't understand, but cool. I'm your friend. I get it. You need to work on some stuff. But if they start fighting you back on that, chances are that person does not need to be in your life. Because they want the important slot in your life. They want to be most important. They want to be the center of attention. They want to be selfish. There are some things that we need to do uh, like that. We need to turn off distractions. This year I made a decision where I silenced a bunch of notifications on my phone. I silenced uh, apps that I don't use too much but I enjoy. Uh, I silenced notifications from uh, YouTube. I silenced notifications from Twitter, from Instagram. Like, I will see them, but I won't get the badges. I won't get the stuff. Like, I silenced a bunch of stuff. In fact, I even made a distinction between my iPad and my phone where my iPad is more for, um, more for my ministry work and my work. And I have on it emails and stuff that I use for church that I don't put on my phone because when I am with myself or I am with my wife, that's where I need to focus. So I've turned off distractions and I've moved things to another place so that I can focus on what I need to when I need to. We need to cut that off. We need to cut off distractions. Because those things especially will, will, will bother us. You know, if you do not put your phone on do not disturb while you're praying, I completely and totally, uh, uh, you know, recommend it. Because I don't do that. I didn't used to do that a lot. And then I would get every single time I'd get a notification, I'd get distracted. And it doesn't matter if your phone is on silence. Like if you've got a smartwatch or anything else that connects to your phone and starts like buzzing You know, it's going to get to you. It's going to bother you. So you you need to do that. Sometimes we just need to cut off these kind of uh, notifications because they are going to distract us from what we need to do, distract us from when we need to pray. Another thing we need to cut off, there are some things that we need to stop watching, some things that we need to stop listening to, and some places we need to stop going to. Look, I'm not going to tell you That God is telling you you shouldn't listen to certain types of music. I'm not going to tell you that. Because I cannot definitively tell you that the voice of God has told me don't do that. But I can tell you that what you think is not affecting you is. I can tell you that there are sometimes we think like, well, no, you know, I'm okay. I I don't listen. This is a big one I used to hear all the time. I don't listen to the music for the words. I listen for the music. I like the beats. I hear that a lot. Okay, cool. But whether you know it or not, the words are affecting you. And maybe you're just one of those kind of people that it really doesn't, and you're real good at filtering out that kind of stuff, but not everybody is. And if it does affect you, you need to take that out. 
you need to cut some things out of your life. Sometimes there are shows or movies or things that are not bad, but we binge them and we need to take a break. Believe me, I know what it's like binging TV shows. It's a good time when you just spend like your day off, like on a day off, do it. Don't do it when you don't need to. On, a, on my day off, when I just I can watch an entire season, uh, two, three seasons in the whole day if I wanted to. It's easy. It's easy, but there are some things that we sometimes we need to cut that out of our lives so that we can do things that we need to to better ourselves. Read a book. Take some time to pray. Take some time to to talk to people, to connect with people, to encourage and pray for people. There are things that we need to do so that we can get further and take out the barriers that are disconnecting us from God. Because no matter what it is, even if it's good, it can get in the way of God. It can get in the way of God. Because even good things aren't God. Even good things aren't God. Secondly, how do we conquer the noise in our life? Do not be guilted by doubts and distraction. There are going to be people that are going to tell you, when you pray, if you get distracted, you're not a good Christian. That's not true. You know what that means? That means you are human. We are human. And like I said, we think 10 to 12 to 60,000 thoughts in a day. And there are going to be distractions. First off, you shouldn't feel guilty for that. It is part of life. You know, that happens even when we're doing things that we, you know, we love to do. We get distracted by things because we have all kinds of worries. Are we going to be able to pay the bills? What are we going to eat tonight? What are we going to eat after church? Believe me, I know I'm hungry. You know, I've been, we've been doing the 21 days of fasting on prayer, and I've decided to fast breakfast, and that is hard. All I have is some coffee and water, and that's it. And i got to wait till lunch. And it's distracting. It can get distracted. Am I being distracted sometimes when I'm hungry? Yes. But distractions are only human. What you can do instead of feeling guilty for that is use the distraction for your betterment. If you get distracted while praying and you start thinking about things that you need to do, start praying about that thing. Start telling God. You know, you start thinking about how, well, I have to go do this and this and this and that. God, give me the strength to do that. You start worrying about or thinking about someone. Oh, I haven't talked to this person in a long time. Maybe I should message them or something. Start praying for that person. You don't know. Maybe sometimes I believe these prompts or these distractions, we might think are distractions, but are actually God, the Holy Spirit, nudging us to do something or pray for somebody. Telling us, hey, hey, you you do need to pray for this person. It's like, ah, no, no, focus, focus. But God's trying to get a hold of us. God's trying to get our attention and tell us, focus. Sometimes you can use distraction for you. There were a lot of things when, when Jesus was on earth and he was uh, uh, ministering to people. There were a lot of times there were people that would come up to him that many would deem distractions. There were a lot of times even the disciples tried to shoo people away. Kids tried to come to Jesus and they're like, shoo, shoo, no kids here. We don't do that. There were times where people tried to come up to Jesus and like, just be quiet. The disciples, the people we look up to in the Bible, they're the ones shooing people from Jesus. And Jesus said, no, 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 this isn't a distraction. I can attend to this. 
So sometimes we need to use our distractions so that we can pray for people. We can pray for things in our life. Sometimes that might be the only time you actually pray about it. Sometimes you're down on yourself and you're thinking you're not worth it. In that moment while you're praying, you're thinking that. You say, oh, you know what, God, I'm going to give it to you. Because otherwise you might not even pray about it. God, I give this to you right now. Right here, right now, because I'm feeling that. We have, we, we have to let God find a way to, to interrupt. If God is at the center of everything we do, he can even take the distractions and make it for something good. Third thing, find a way to bring clarity into your life. Like I said, one of the things is semantics, and so that means that we don't understand. So that means we need clarity. I am blind. <laughs> um, I wear contacts, and I, I believe... Uh, the the scoring in my eyes is like it's a negative eight and a half and a negative like seven and a half. Like I am on the verge of like being legally blind. Like that's how blind I am. If I do not have glasses and I do not have contacts, I cannot see anything past this point where my face is right here like this. Nothing beyond that point without my contacts or glasses is visible. Everything is blurry. That's how bad it is. So I need to wear contacts or glasses so that I can see. Clarity is something that is so important because if we cannot see, then we don't know what's going on or we don't know what we're supposed to do. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, anybody that drives, when you're driving somewhere and it's somewhere new and you're not sure where you're going, you're listening to the radio and you turn it all the way down so you can see I thought I used to think that was a weird thing, and I used to thought it was because I was getting old. But turns out it's a psychological thing. <laughs> because our brain creates a map, and this is why you can also drive with, without thinking about it. You ever been on autopilot, and you find yourself at home? It's like, how did I get here? This is how your brain does it. It, 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 it takes in visual signs and sounds that are familiar so that you can create this map in your head. And so when you drive and when you're on autopilot, that's what your brain does. It, it takes the map that it's created before and it takes you to the place that you're trying to get to. Turning down the music is your brain trying to create that map. It's telling you, turn it down so I can take in the sights and sounds because I need to create a map. It's about finding clarity. Your, your brain knows to do it, but sometimes we don't know to do it. Your brain knows to do it when you're navigating or anything like that, but sometimes we don't know to do it in our own lives. So how do we do that? We find clarity by, one, getting feedback. We need people in our lives. Like I said, sometimes we cut off the right people, the, uh, or the wrong people, rather. We cut off the people that we need. And we find clarity by bringing our confusion or bringing things that we're not sure about to people that we know are more mature in the faith in us, or that we feel like have a, a knowledge in a certain area of life, and we say, hey, you know what? I need clarity here. This is what's going on. Can you help me? We need feedback, because if we're just listening to our own voice, like, you know, that doesn't always work. You know, we're not the smartest people in the world, and we know it. You might not tell other people that, but we know it. You know, we know it. And you know, it's like, you know, you go into a room, and I was having a conversation uh, the other day about this, is you go into a room and you forget something. That's like a psychological phenomenon called the threshold principle. You ever walk into a new room and you're like, why am I here? Why are you asking you? You don't know. 
Like, that's what, that's what, that, that's what my brain thinks. It's like, why am I asking myself about this? I don't know. I need clarity from somebody else, someone on the outside, someone who can give me feedback. This happened to me one time when I was uh, talking about an event we had here at church with one of my friends. And I told, and I used very, like, unenthusiastic language to describe what happened. I was like, oh, you know, it was okay. You know, this happened, and this many people came, and this is what was going on. And he's like, wow, that sounds great. And I'm like, great. That's not what I saw, but that's what he did. Sometimes we need eyes on the outside, voices on the outside that can see and invest into our lives. Another thing that we can find clarity with is the Bible. We're taking time to read through the Bible this year. And that's so important because the Bible, you know, I think a lot of times people downplay, uh, they don't downplay it, but they get it wrong. They say the Bible is an instruction manual for, for life. I don't think it's that clear. The Bible is full of things and stories and, and rules and life and, and, and things that can guide us for sure and help us in difficult situations. It can help us show us what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing, but it also helps us think. It also helps us determine the will of God by putting up what we're experiencing life against the Bible and say, is this what God is doing or is this something that I'm doing on my own? Because it's full of human error and, and mistakes and brokenness. And it's a story of how God stepped into that brokenness and fixed it. So we can see through the word of God where God is leading us. The will of God, what the will of God is in our life. Because we're always asking that question. What does God want for my life? It's there. The Bible is a map to help guide us through the rights and the wrongs, the mistakes that we make and how to recover from them and how to get better and how to get closer to God and how to know Jesus. And if we don't read it, we're, we're going to always have issues with clarity when it comes to faith. We're always going to have issues with clarity when it comes. That's why, that's why sometimes we think, God has abandoned me. God has left me because we don't know what the word of God says. And it says that he will never leave you or forsake you. That he is always going to be with you. And that is contrary to the word of God when we tell ourselves that. But we don't know it because we don't read it. Come on. The word of God helps us to bring clarity. And finally, and I'm close to being done here. We need to put it into practice. We need to live it out. Because I can tell you all of this stuff. And I can tell you all of these ways of how you can get closer to God. And how you can hear God's voice and be in God's presence. But if you don't do anything with it, it's for nothing. It is for nothing. I know a lot of people don't read instructions when, when they buy something. You ever try to build something without the instructions? It's like, I know this. And then you're missing like 10 pieces and like, I don't know where this goes. Especially anything from Ikea. It's all in Swedish. How do what? What is even this? I don't speak Swedish, so I don't know. But we, we try to throw away the instructions. You know, because we, we don't like it, or we don't greet it, or we don't feel like we need it. And one of my favorite uh, TV shows, Doctor Who, um, there's a scene where uh, one of his friends asked him, didn't your ship come with an instruction manual? He's like, yes. I threw it into a supernova. Why? I disagreed with it. That's what we do. 
Sometimes we disagree, and it's like you're listening to me, and so like, I don't know about all of that. I don't know if it's right for me, but I can tell you that this is God trying to get your attention right now. You're like, I've been trying, I've been trying, and nothing's working. I've done all the things, you, well, then keep on going. Putting it to practice sometimes means that there is going to be seasons where you're going to just have to push through and keep doing the things that you need to do. God is speaking to you. God is here. He hasn't left you. He hasn't abandoned you. And he desires for you to be in relationship with him. But it's only going to happen. You're only ever going to accomplish your goal of being closer to God if you put it into practice. Go to church. Be here. Not because you have to. Because if you're doing it because you have to, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Be here because it encourages you and it lifts you up. Because you can talk to people who are praying for you and are surrounding you in love and support. Read the word. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep asking. Even Jesus told us that. He says, you didn't get what you want when you first started praying? Keep praying. Be the annoying neighbor that continues to knock on their door and ask for the same thing over and over again. That's what he said. That's basically what he said. That's the Gabriel paraphrase. Keep on praying. Keep on worshiping. Keep on coming to church. Keep on persevering. Keep on, because I, I can assure you that God wants you to know him. It's about seeking him, but he is here so that you can experience him. Would you stand with me this afternoon? Today, challenge yourself. Sometimes we might think we're doing the right things, but what's really happening is that We're doing it out of our own will, our own strength, and we're not asking God for help. It's like, I've been doing all of that, Pastor, and I still don't see results. Are you asking God to show you where the noise is at? Like the psalm told us, God, search my heart. Make it plain to me what is keeping me from you. Guide me. Because let me tell you, you probably will not be able to figure it out. You might be able to figure out some things, but you won't be able to figure out all of it. God sees what you can't. God sees what you can't. So I'm going to pray and I also want to let you know that this this space is open to seek after God or if you need need prayer, we're here to pray for you. All you got to do today is if you come up or you stay where you are, just lift up your hand and we'll pray for you. But Father God, we thank you We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. Even if we're we're here today and we're struggling and we can't feel your presence, God. We thank you for your word and your voice. Even if we're here today and we feel like we have not been able to hear your voice and we've been trying. God. Let us remember. Let us be reminded That your spirit is here with us always. No matter where we are. No matter where we go. You're looking for us. You're seeking after us. You're tearing down walls and things that we can't even see Jesus. The things that we think are not happening. You're doing in the background. You're fighting for us. You're working in the background God. Because you want us to know you. So in this moment God I pray. Holy Spirit that you reveal the noise. 
You reveal the distractions and the barriers and the obstacles that are keeping us from you, God. Whether they be people, whether they be our actions, whether they be sin, whatever is blocking us from you in this moment, Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask, reveal it to us so that you can help us take the next step to seek you above everything else, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.